on this episode of the Bloodstream, nothing happens. Not a thing. Not a single thing. Nothing. Welcome aboard, streamers! This is episode 23 of the Bloodstream, and I am your host, Jason Gray. And I know a lot of you are probably hoping that since I said nothing happens in this episode, that this will be really short. But let me tell you, I find a lot of ways to say a lot of things about a lot of nothing. This week's episode is a little movie called Occupied that I came across on Amazon, and the trailer looked interesting, it sounded interesting, but what really got my attention was the reviews. I saw this movie had over 100 reviews, and somehow, it only had a two-star ranking. I had to read what people were saying about this thing. Because that, that sounds right up my alley. And there were such comments as, I'd rate this a zero, but Amazon won't let me go that low. Do not waste the effort. I'd like to thank the people who invented Fast Forward. This movie has almost no redeeming qualities. And there we have it, that last line right there. That's the reason I wanted to review this movie. That's the entire reason I do this. This and Triskaidekaphiles. I love it when people say, this movie has no redeeming qualities. I take that as a personal challenge. I love going into a universally reviled movie to try to find some glimmer of hope. That is this show and Trisk in a nutshell. A lot of reviewers will go on to their shows or sites or whatever and just endlessly spew bile about a movie. Just stream after stream of hatred. I want to find what makes these terrible movies worth your time. Is there a good performance? Is there some good gore? Is it entertaining just to laugh at it? That's why I do what I do. And before we go any further, I would just like to apologize for this episode being a few days late. I know I've gotten into a really good groove of dropping these episodes on Fridays lately. But let me tell you, this last week flew by. It was Wednesday, and I was still a day or two behind. And on top of that, this has been the coldest single week in like the last two years, if I'm remembering correctly. We have barely seen positive temperatures, and when it gets this cold, I start to make like an actual bear and want to hibernate. So I didn't want to do anything, but I finally had to sit down and get this done. But the good news is, while I wasn't recording, I did watch the next movie, and that one should be back on track for Friday, so you're basically gonna get two episodes this week. Lucky you. So what's this movie about? The last few episodes, I've been reading the synopsis straight off the page, and honestly, that's really working for me, so I'm gonna keep going that way. When free spirit Sarah goes to babysit her young cousin, it becomes apparent that the dangers that lurk outside the cabin pale in comparison to the perils inside. Triggered by unwelcome visitors, a psychotic break shatters the weekend. That sounds promising enough. How bad can this be? How does this get a two-star rating? Well, after I play the trailer, we're gonna dig in and we're gonna find out. Let's 
What's in here? Off limits. Sarah? Are you okay? Sarah? No phone calls during dinner. She's telling everyone! What are you hiding? I know you're hiding something. Just tell me the truth! We start off as we get to see Sarah waking up on a beach of all places. Then she bikes her way all the way up to her uncle's cabin where she's going to meet her cousin. And right off the bat, this is exactly the sort of movie that is going to show you the entire bike ride from the beach to the cabin. At least we're fortunate enough that the credits are running over this, so it's at least a good use of time. Oh, but the use of time is squandered going forward. She shows up at the cabin, we meet her cousin Charlotte, and she shows Sarah around the house, and we keep cutting to these shots of security cameras. So it's not quite found footage, but it could be, but it doesn't really go anywhere either. Also, the cameras are all conveniently hidden, so they don't have to actually show us where they are. They're all there because her uncle is paranoid, and it's a plot point that doesn't really go anywhere. The kid takes Sarah outside to show her around the property, and... They talk about all sorts of stuff, and eventually Charlotte settles on talking about the weird cabin in the backyard. And it's an interesting story, so that's going to be our very first clip. A place you would never have found her in is that sickled shack over there. She was super claustrophobic. Yeah, well, it doesn't look like the most charming spot. Believe it or not, someone actually lived in there for a few Stop. months. No, I'm not kidding. I swear. Dad rented it out to some hermit guy last summer. I never saw him once. Well, I was at camp for most of the time, but when I got home, he was always in there sawing or hammering something. We started to think he was building some kind of mass destruction weapon. <laughs> but it turns out he was a carpenter. He was building an old tiny rocking chair for my dad as a thank you. I don't know though. Five months for a rocking chair is a really long time. Yeah, I would say. Well, what happened to him? I actually don't know, but I could have sworn I heard hammering the other night. <laughs> okay, now you're just trying to freak me out. Oh, that's nothing. I was having a sleepover a couple months ago with my friend Alice and this girl Sally from our class. We were sleeping down there in the pavilion, and all of a sudden we heard this noise. So Alice and I crept to the edge of the pavilion, and there was this freaking green light coming from the pond. The, the pond's just through those trees there. We could see the light through them. I know it was aliens. Charlotte takes Sarah down to the pond where she claims to have seen aliens or at least a green glow. They then next head up into the forest where we get to see the cathedral. 
which is a large circle of trees with a giant stump in the center of it. Exactly the sort of place I would hang out in the forest. Lots of lovely scenery, not a whole lot going on so far. From there, we head back to the house, but stop at the creepy cabin, and it's pretty much your standard woodcarver's shack. It's filled with sawdust and tools, some unfinished projects, and a few human teeth. Oh, and for the record, the creepy guy that hung out in the cabin, the aliens, the random teeth, none of this is ever explained. We keep roaming around some more, and Charlotte decides to do an interview with her cousin to kind of get to know each other, and that serves as giving us some information about her, and that's a good spot for the next clip. Okay, let's do it. Action. Name, age? Uh, Sarah Larson, 20. I mean, I, I just turned 20 in June. And where are you living right now? Um, now? Well, I'm at USC. As you know, I just finished my freshman year. And studying? Creative writing. That's cool. And um, what kind of writing? Are you going to be a screenplay writer like the rest of those people in LA? Um, no, no. Poetry. Um, I did take a songwriting class, though. That's cool. What do you write about? Love? Most poetry seems to be about love. Or death, right? Or both. Have you ever been in love? Don't worry, we can go back to that one. So, um, what's your favorite thing about college? Sororities, uh, beach parties? Do you have a favorite teacher? Anonymity. <laughs> Kidding. Parties, of course. What freshman girl doesn't like parties the most? <laughs> okay, what else? What about the girls there? Have you met any new friends? Like, a best friend? Uh, yeah, no, I'm still working on that. Oh my god, shit! Oh my god. Seems like it's close. Yeah, but I mean, they're they're afraid of us, though, right? They're not gonna they're not gonna come near us. Coyotes won't. But I'm not really really sure about mountain lion. Okay, all right, all right, we're done. <laughs> I'm not letting a mountain lion get the better of me. I mean, your dad really lets you do this. Well, we never really make it past dark. Charlotte, why didn't you tell me that? Well, it's usually just my friends and me, but I figured you're older. I don't think that even matters. I guess. <sighs> okay, why don't we just go inside, watch a movie? I saw that you guys have Can't Hardly Wait. It's such a classic. What do you say, shall we? So they head back inside to do just that and watch a movie. And finally, finally, after all this walking and talking, things start to get a little weird as Sarah starts to have voices in her head. But that doesn't go anywhere, so we get to see Charlotte play for a bit, and once she goes to bed, Sarah wanders around the house for a while. Kid's dad sure is off doing whatever, isn't he? Because he's not here. A third person in this movie would have helped a lot. The voices return at least, and Sarah starts to scribble a bunch of random nonsense in a notebook, and all this happens in between various naps she takes during the night. And I am gonna sum up a huge chunk of this movie. So, come on down, step right up! Get in line because you are about to see the most boring show on earth! 
thrill as Sarah takes a nap. Gasp as Sarah sleeps through the night and we see almost the entire thing. Chill while Sarah takes an entire shower in front of your very eyes. Watch as Sarah sits in that shower for a long time and Charlotte tries on clothes. Do something! And as if I had been heard from upon high and answered, someone else actually walks into the movie with a half hour left to go to this thing. Yeah, I skipped an entire half hour with that bit. And I'm going right to the next clip. Hi, uh, is Jack home? I, I live next door. Is anything wrong? Uh, no. Why? I mean, I just, I got out of the shower, so. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I just wanted to tell Jack that we're repaving our road and, and I don't want anybody driving on it until it sets up. Oh, okay. I'll tell him. Thanks. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm Charlotte's cousin. I'm just here babysitting, you know, while, while Uncle Jack's at the conference in Tahoe. Okay, well, 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 that's fine. So, I'll see you later. Oh, by the way, could you tell Jack that he's got to join us on next month's bike trip? It was such a gas. He would just love it. So, someone else finally shows up into the movie? And still nothing happened. Chill as the girls dance around the living room. One important bit I did skip over a little bit too fast there is throughout all of this, I did mention that Sarah keeps having these voices in her head and flashes of things. And it's the same flashes over and over again of stuff that we don't understand because they're not telling us what they are. And as the girls are dancing around to the music, Sarah started to have these things again and the sequence starts to get longer and longer each time, but I don't really care because I don't know what's going on. It, so it shows flashes of the notebook, but, but it goes by too fast for us to read. It's just a bunch of nonsense over and over again, and it's repeated nonsense. But this one while they're dancing goes on a little bit longer than the rest, and you think, well, we're an hour into it. Something might actually happen here. We're coming into the final act, right? No, instead, Excite as Sarah walks outside to stare at the trees and Charlotte makes her lunch. Something approaching interesting kind of happens when the neighbor wanders back and asks if the girls want to come join him for some home-cooked salmon that he just caught. Sarah outright lies and says they're busy, and she lies some more when the father calls wanting to check in on Charlotte, and Sarah says, oh, she's out with friends right now. Snore as Sarah makes dinner and plays with knives and wait, th this might actually get interesting. <laughs> no, no, it's not going to get interesting. Not at all. We'll just do the same routine with the same old flashes yet again, and Charlotte gets freaked out and runs to her room. Kid, if I could run away from this movie, I would. Sarah calls the kid out for dinner, and it is a hastily and violently thrown together plate of a pile of raw meat, a bunch of onions, I think, and who knows what else. Rightfully, Charlotte refuses to eat this mess, and Sarah freaks out and nothing happens. There's a lot of yelling, but ultimately, a whole lot of nothing. Sarah has a bit of a breakdown while she's doing dishes and starts crying about how it's all her fault, how she could have stopped it. And oh, only if we knew what she was talking about and what was going on. Any second now, movie, if you want to hand over a revelation or explanation, this is a time when I would actually welcome a whole shit ton of exposition. 
stare as Sarah stands in the kitchen and sobs for minutes on end. Finally, for whatever reason, the paranoia crashes in on Sarah. I'm sure the cameras aren't helping. So she storms off into Charlotte's room, starts yelling at her, and yes, we are already at the final clip. What the hell is going on? This is not my imagination. What the fuck are you doing? Are you talking to someone? Who are you talking to? That's thing I wasn't talking to anyone! Give me that. Give me that. Give me that. No, I wasn't talking to anyone. I swear, leave me alone. You're lying. You're lying. You're fucking lying. Lies. She's lying. She's telling everyone. She's telling everyone. Oh, you've told them. You've told them. What are you talking about? Oh, I don't understand you. What is she hiding? What's behind the door? Security cameras are everywhere. They see you. Shut up! Hey, Charlotte. What are you hiding? I know you're hiding something. Just tell me the truth. What's really in there? I told you already. My dad's project is stupid self project. That's all I swear! You are lying! You are lying! Sarah is at peak freaking out, so tries to break into Jack's study to figure out what's going on, and she doesn't get into it, so we have no idea what's beyond the door. Yet another thing to add to the list of things they mentioned, and they're never explained. Alarms start going off because someone's trying to break into the room he keeps locked all the time which isn't going to help her paranoia any. Charlotte comes out of her room really concerned. Sarah turns and stares angrily, which is something I'm doing right now, then decides to chase the kid. Yeah! Finally, something is going to... Nope. No. False alarm. The kid just runs off into the night, and Sarah stops at the doorway and stares off into the forest. Charlotte runs off to the cathedral and pulls a Blair Witch sobbing into her camera to her dead mother, while Sarah has her most action yet in this entire movie, and stares blankly and motionlessly into the night. We see more flashes and pages from the journal. None of it really explains anything because it goes by so fast, and even if you pause it, it's a bunch of gibberish that doesn't make a lot of sense. And what does make sense doesn't talk about anything going on in the movie. There better be one hell of a revelation in the final few minutes of this movie for all the nothing I've had to sit through. Or it could just end with Sarah climbing into the sink with the water running and she electrocutes herself. That's a way to go too. And as the credits roll, we get to see the entire movie rewind through the security footage. And oh god no, it's going to start over again. What just happened with the last 90 minutes of my life? I talk a lot about movies that could be cut short, that run a little long, that have a lot of padding. This movie is nothing but padding. There is so much going on in this movie, and yet there is so much nothing going on in this movie. They drop all these mentions of things that go nowhere. There's something going on with Sarah, obviously she's messed up in the head. And it's, it's actually well acted. The, the descent into madness is almost compelling enough to be a good reason to watch this. Almost! But with no actual explanation, no act- nothing other than vague kind of half-mentions of what's even going on in her life, it's just this woman who shows up and goes a little crazy. 
the bones of Ahtori are here. You have stuff going on, but you don't have the motive and you don't have the exposition to back up anything going on. What is there is good, technically. But this movie is absolutely 100% lacking of story. I don't think it even possesses plot. I went into this wanting to look at those reviews and saying, no, there's actually good stuff here. All those reviews are spot on. The only highlights here is the acting's not bad, but they're acting out nothing. This is an absolute complete miss. The best review was, I want to thank the guy who invented Fast Forward. That is the most accurate thing to say about this movie. Because once Sarah starts standing around for literally minutes on end, I started clicking the Fast Forward button. Or in this case, the Skip Ahead 10 Seconds button. If something started happening, I'd go back, but I really don't think I missed anything. The only possible gaps in my knowledge are what was going on in Jack Study. I think I might have missed something there, but I also don't think I did because of the rest of the movie. Even if there was something in there that was important to the plot, I don't think it would have explained everything. It just... Wow, I've never seen such a massive misfire of a movie. If not for the acting, I would give this a complete miss, but that's the only good thing I can find to say about this movie. So, wow, that was Occupied, and you've been listening to The Bloodstream. If you've enjoyed this episode, you can find us on iTunes, just search for The Bloodstream, and while you're there, be sure to subscribe, like, and review the show. That's a big help and much appreciated. You can find us on Facebook. Join us at the group there for my explanation of why the show is late this week. There's a Tumblr page at thebloodstream.tumblr.com. All this information is up on triskadecafiles.com, which is where the show lives. If you have any suggestions for movies you'd like me to review, if you've got any suggestions for how to make the show better, questions, comments, any of that stuff, you can catch me at any of those places and leave me a comment. Or you can always shoot me an email at phoenix, F-O-E-N-I-X, at gmail.com. That's phoenix with an F. So once again, thanks for listening, take care, and keep streaming.
don't worry. It'll only hurt a lot. <laughs>